It's not appropriate anymore. But actually what he said was... Moby, that said, and we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Get us wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Google. Remember, like us, download us, follow us. We're always looking for feedback. We appreciate it at the utmost level. Keeps our show going, makes our show great. Ed, how are you? I'm doing great, Obi. As I, I told you, uh, running a little late tonight, had the uh, meet the softball coach night at the high school. And as I shared with you, uh, and this is a generational show, we're Gen Xers and we make fun of boomers sometimes. And I just, I just got to tell you this. I mean, this guy's a boomer, which is surprising to me. He's coaching softball as a boomer. Um, but he says, you know, we're going to have fun this year. And he's going to, th- actually, I didn't tell you this before, but there's two things he's going to do to have fun with this, these girls. One is if they hit a home run and win, he's taking the whole team out for ice cream. These aren't eight-year-old girls. These are high school girls. Okay. Okay. All right. They like ice cream, but he's gonna take them out for ice cream. And then the second one was he goes, Yep, and we're gonna play hard. And I used to always have what I'd like to call the dirty girl award. And I just just cringed. He's gonna call he's gonna give the dirty girl award to a high school girl. I just I think time might have passed him by. Well, Hopefully he still knows the game and the game hopefully hasn't changed that much. You know, maybe analytics aren't in softball yet. So you might stand a chance. Oh, I think he's all about analytics. First day of tryouts are going to be the metric day. They're going to time them from first to home of home to first and from first to third. They're going to, they're going to measure overhand velocity of the, of the infielders and outfielders. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to do some metrics. Oh, okay. He means business. He's going to, he wants a winning season. He, wa- he wants Alex to, to make it to Florida State so he can give her $1,000. Exactly. He did. And he did say something, you know, the Dirty Girl Award, you know, I just cringed when he said it as a dad of a daughter. But he did say something that was extremely appropriate. He said, well, after when he was talking about the Dirty Girl Award, he goes, you know, because when we play, I want to make sure that you have to, after the game, that you're going to have to take a shower or a bath, whatever you do. Your uniform's going to be dirty. You're going to have to use the washing machine if you know how to do that. So I had to, I had to laugh because my kid doesn't know how to use the washing machine. No, she don't. We It's well documented. She doesn't know how to do the washing machine, and she likes her bagels toasted. That, uh, yes, she does. Okay. She does. So, you know, she, she's got that. So I so- had... A, a, a an adventure this holiday weekend. We'll, we'll call it an adventure. So, unbeknownst to me, this this holiday weekend was my local high school's athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I didn't know. I didn't care. Neither of my boys were ever getting into any athletic Hall of Fame ever. Uh, and it's from lack of trying. Who knows if they even have the skill. <laughs> but I'll, you'll figure out why that was important in just a minute. So we're at home on Sunday. No, on Saturday. Apologies. It doesn't really matter for the story, though. Watching TV as a family. A very uncommon thing, I must say. And, <laughs> I was going to say, who watches TV as a family anymore, yeah, yeah. Obi? Exactly. We're watching TV, and there's a ring on the of the doorbell, which, again, what's that about? Nobody answers the door, right? And uh, somebody goes, looks on their phone, 
And there is a literal busload of people at my doorstep. Now, it's after Thanksgiving. There is a bus, a big white band, like, party bus parked on the street. Like the buses that have the stripper pole in it or the buses that take you to Atlantic City? Let's go more like Atlantic City. Okay. But a, a personal bus, but... No, not a stripper pole bus. And uh, my son's like, there's a whole lot of people on our front porch. So my wife and I, uh, we assume it's going to be at best carolers. So everybody gets into position to defend the house. Uh, and, and my <laughs> from, wife, the car- from the carolers. From the potential carolers. They weren't dressed Christmas. We open up the door and the guy says to my wife, well, hi there. This is my family's ancestral home. Oh, my Lord. So that's right. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> four. There, there were four kids who grew up in this house before our, we bought the house. They're all married. They all have kids. And at least some of them looked to have grandkids. And they were all there because one of the, the kids had gotten into the, the, the high school hall of fame. And the whole family came to celebrate. And they came to check out their childhood home. But wait, wait, wait. You said something really important, and I want to make sure it was the guy banging on your door's words, not yours. My ancestral home. Yes. Is that an actual quote from the guy? On my wife's honor. That's what she said. Oh, my Lord. And he looked looked that way. Well, she looked at him, and he quickly changed it to, you know, this is the house we grew up in. So my guess is. Oh my, oh, my guess is he realized he shouldn't say that to, to someone of color. Holy <laughs> shit. One of the things that, that probably came across his mind was he didn't say that. I also think that he just, like, they were joking about it in the car, like, on the way over. Oh, let's go see that. <laughs> and then he delivered the line, and it falls flat. Like, Obi, like, when, when was your house built? <laughs> like 19, 1964, I believe, it was built. I'm yeah, it's old, but not. Yeah, so it's it's his childhood home. Ancestral sounds so indigenous people, right? Like, right? Oh, it it sounds it's crazy. Yeah, it's a very yeah, yeah. So they came into our house and we showed them around, showed them some of the changes, started talking to them uh, about you know what the house was like for them, what us now. Here's another part of the story. Wait, 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 no, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna let you get by on this one. So wait, you just kind of yada yada yada. Oh, so they came in and we showed them around. So how do you, so a bus shows up to your house bus. and and you're just watching TV. You're not planning to have anybody over. No, no. And you just who made the decision to say, sure, come on in? Was that like you don't have time to discuss that with your wife? Like it's not a like you didn't go off and huddle like family feud style. So like who made the decision and did the person get in trouble afterwards? I think I made the decision based on her on her body language. Like I was watching my wife, what she wanted, and she kind of was standing. Like so, I think she and no, I did not get in trouble. So I think I was the one who actually invited them in. But I also know I was clearly reading my wife's body language to see what she wanted to do about the situation. Like you said, there was no huddling. There was a lot of what's the nonverbal cues here, and I, I think yeah, I read yeah. it right. And- and uh, well, if you didn't get in trouble, you did read it right now. How many people 
was it like a, I mean, how many, when you said, come on in, did they just keep coming in? Like just one after another, like a, like 20 yeah, people, like how I many people say, are we talking? I would say between 10 and 15 people came into my foyer and there were still people who never came into the foyer who were only on my front yard and then people at the bus. Like they had a lot of people. So the people that were on your front yard at that moment, what was going, I know what was going through their head. The reason they didn't come in is they're like, this is weird AF. Like, absolutely. (laughs) They were like, like, this is weird as fuck. Grandma and grandpa, mom and dad have lost their ever loving mom. Yeah, yeah. You know, at that moment, they're like, it seemed like a good idea. (laughs) But I ain't going in there. And you know how I know this, Obi? And I don't want to really take from your story, but. The reason I know this is there was a time in college or after college that I was walking down fraternity row and I may have been with somebody who decided to go knock on our old fraternity door door to say this was our ancestral college house (laughs) and he got let in and I was standing on the porch going, there's no way in hell I'm going into my old fraternity house. And then I did. And then the next thing I know, we're in the basement. So they're selling beer. We start whipping out 20s to buy beer. And we got kicked out for being narcs. Hey, I I would have, uh, I would have been, uh, I, it was always my desire to go back and check it out. And uh, by the time I got back to check it out, it was gone. Poof, as you're well aware, that it is no longer in its place. Our ancestral fraternity home. Speaking of our fraternity home, one of the stories about my house I've never told you. There's no hole in was well, a hole in the ground. But it's not a hole in the ground. It is well covered up. I mean, it's a building now. Well, now it is. It, it, it yeah, it was a hole in the ground for a little bit. So when we redid a part of my house, we were tearing down cabinets, and I I pull out, we're pulling things out, and in the on the ground underneath the cabinet is a check. Made out to Tau Epsilon Phi National and the guy's name. So turns out the people who lived here were fraternity brothers of ours, not at Rutgers, but our fraternity brothers. So I said when these guys were there, I'm like, so one of you, and it was obviously like two brothers and two sisters. I'm like, one of you, one year, you went to pay your dues. Mom and dad gave you a check. Uh, you went to pay your dues for tap and uh you lost the check. And the dude's like, yeah, that was me. And he goes, I'm like, so you're the tap? I'm like, I'm a tap. And the other guy's like, I was a tap too. And so we we're all three taps at three different schools. But there you go. I moved into a I moved into a tap house. So <laughs> that that's a that's an that's the story keeps getting better and better, Obi. So so you let these strange people who drive around town in a bus. <laughs> And they just knock on doors trying to get tours. Right. You let them in and they're tap and they're taps. The, the two brothers were both taps, yes. Yeah. Now what school? What school did they go? Did you find out? You know what? I'm gonna they did. They both told me what schools in one year out the other. Neither of them said uh, any school that was uh yeah. Yeah. All right. So Obi, did that's awesome that you talked to him about being taps because you found this check. Did you also take the time to ask him what the hell was with the bus? Well, I mean, we knew what yeah, yeah. So the whole family had come to watch the the one sister get inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
That's what the bus was for. Like I didn't ask him. I also did not fully grasp the bus situation till I walked them out, and that's when I saw the bus. But the other, when my son had said a bus full of people, and then there was like a bunch of people at my door, I thought he was joking about a bus. It was just commenting on the sheer number. I did not see the bus, like I said, until I walked the people out. Oh, so you couldn't ask them about that because. Um, Obi, if somebody in my family got inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame, which is not going to happen unless, you know, at least not somebody older than me, that's for sure. Um, and I went back to the old high school to celebrate them. We'd all take our own cars. We wouldn't be renting a bus to drive around town, you know? Um, I agree. Uh, and I am curious about what that was all about, why they rented a bus, why they paid a bus of that many people. And then later I found out it was $50 a head for the meal that they were at. So I'm thinking somebody in their family may have had it in some sort of way. Um, and I do know when we bought this house, the parents that were wealthy, like they, we bought this house at the bottom of, of the market when, and these people did not care. They just wanted to sell the house and get out because they had other houses and they were, they, they didn't, the keep up of the house was so not worth having to own it. So I, I think there might be some money in the family, to say the least. And so the bus All was right, and thing. Now, did we find out what sport the young woman played when she was a Hall of Fame athlete? Uh, I did, but I, I did, I was not, I did Google it to figure out like what, what was, what, what the heck this went on? I didn't even know that this event was happening. So I went typed in. Cherry High School East in Duxie 2023. And now I she was a tennis player. She was a tennis player. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't Martina Navratilova, was it? No, it was not. It was not Martina Navratilova at all. Okay. All right. Obi, that was a great story. Is there anything else happened with this tour? Or, I mean, not that I need anything else. This was an amazing story. Maybe the best one you've ever told on this podcast. Wow, I feel like the bar is kind of low for my best stories. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than just like, oh, you did this with the house. You kept that the same. They they had stories about the floor. Um, so we do have a peculiar tile, linoleum tile floor in our foyer. I love it. We tried to get it replaced. Like we had one bad tile and we could not find the replacement. And I never noticed a big scratch along the middle of it. But apparently, like, three weeks after it was installed, the father was moving something across the linoleum tile and scratched it. And the mother pointed it out every day. So that that was that story. But, you know, it was more like, oh, we like what you did with this. Oh, this is cool. They got out the, the, the phone and FaceTime mom, who we had met once when we moved into the house, did not let them upstairs. That was not something we were going to do. So... Uh, okay. They, All right. They, they did not get to see uh, how we did the bedroom, which for them would be interesting because when we moved into the house, the bedroom, floor, and the ceiling all had the same wallpaper on it. It was shiny, reflective wallpaper to the point where it was a mirror. It was silver, basically a mirror with bamboo. Yes, this room gave a certain uh, je ne sais quoi in the bedroom, if you will. I do we think that was the parents' bedroom? Oh, it was definitely the parents' bedroom. This this bedroom is 
significantly bigger and the only one with a bathroom. It was the parents' bedroom, and it was definitely a 70 sex den. So is it possible that if you did let them up there and they saw the sex swing, that they would have said, oh, you kept the swing? We did not keep the swing. No. It is possible had they been a swing. <laughs> but there were other pieces of art that they did. Like, was the when you guys moved in, was the parrot still hanging in that room? Yes, the parrot was it was a giant paper mache parrot that was they she took with her, and there was a a horse from um uh the, the things that go up and down the kids ride on carousel horse in the living room when we moved in. Okay. And they left behind uh a toy soldier and a toy horse. From like a, a, a cavalry set for, that was like set in, I don't know, a historic war, whether it was Civil War or the Revolutionary War. I don't know what war. And my wife has held on to these two toys since we've lived here. So we gave him back his toy soldier. Oh, so you gave it back? All right. Yeah, yeah. So I, that, well, that was a very fruitful trip for them. Yeah, yeah. They got a souvenir from their trip to their ancestral home. So... Very interesting. You know, I bring up the swing and I know you don't have one, Obi. I was just bringing it up for, for funny. But the reason I brought it up was I heard a story this past weekend for Thanksgiving about a family, a young family that bought their grandparents home. OK, so they bought the house from the grandparents. No one lived there in between the grandparents and them. Right. Okay. They move into the house. They've been lit. They've been living there a number of years. Uh, apparently, large attic, large, large house, but a large attic because you're where I'm going with this. And the uh, husband goes up into the attic for something and goes to an area of the attic. I guess he never went to before. Right. And there was a sex swing. There was a sex swing hanging in the attic. Hanging? Like installed? Hanging in the attic. Uh, I, I didn't ask a lot of questions because my mind was blown about the part about they bought the house from the grandparents. See, that, that doesn't... Everybody's grandparents were young at some point. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Why would it be hanging in the attic? And why would it be in a spot in the attic that no one had been to in a couple of years of living there? That is the weird part. That's why I was like, is it hanging there? Or was it like on the wall just like there and then you would take it and bring it downstairs when you wanted to use it Aggie. like who's having sex in the attic that's the weird thing was it a whole dungeon in there that they left just the swing up i well the dungeon was upstairs obviously yeah i don't i don't know like and then if you're selling the house you gotta clean you know you gotta clean that stuff up well, that's it. That's the other thing. Like, you don't forget there's a swing in place. You might forget you have a swing that you put in the attic, but a swing that you used to use in the attic, like that seems like something you would remember to grab. And then there's you know, there's the, there's the, the completely flip side possibility that they are just funny people, and they're like, you know, it'd be really funny, honey. I don't know if we if we hung a, a sex swing in the uh, attic before we we left and see how long it takes for them to find it. Now that's another possibility. So, so oh, oh, I like where your mind is going, Obi. But is it really funny if Grandpa says that to Grandma? Let's put the sex swing up there for little our little grandkid. I mean, He's not a little. Wait. Uh, okay. So, I my first question, my next question for you on this is: 
is the person who bought the house a grandson or a granddaughter? I believe granddaughter. Okay. So then the joke would have to have been played by grandma. But I have... I have noticed <laughs> I have noticed a certain uh proclivity among some grandparents to be very open with their same gendered grandchildren about sex. So, so like skips so like skips a generation. They yeah. have the talk with their grandkid that they were too embarrassed to have with their kid. Right. And they had the full talk, the whole talk, the full conversation. And so therefore, grandma could be like, hey, oh, I'll play a joke on granddaughter when she buys the house. It is possible. So what you're saying is boomers were too big a chicken, too chicken shit to have the conversation with their Gen X kids, but they have no problems having it with their Gen Z grandkids. Um, I'm I'm saying this is multi-generational. Like, all over all time in space. You're going silent generation here. The silent generation are having those conversations. With their gen I've seen it in people my age with their same uh gendered grandparents. Like I All right, so you've seen it. Like you've been a part of the conversation. You've I, heard it. I have I have a female friend when we were in college. I and she was only a friend. I knew her boyfriend. We were at her she was close to her grandmother. And her grandmother was asking pretty explicit conversations about uh, her sexual relationship with her boyfriend, who I knew. Yeah, the cringe factor is very high there. <laughs> very high. It was weird. It wasn't cringy. Now, had it been, like I said, it was grandmother, grandmother, and I had, you know, grandmother and granddaughter. So, and not as cringy as I, as I think you think. It's not, it was not as explicit as what I'm making, maybe I'm making it sound out. But it was, hey, are you with him? How you know? Are you being? Are you using protection? Those kind of reasonable conversations. Uh, now nah, that's cringy. If grandma's asking her granddaughter that, I think grandma just leave it at you kissed them yet, and leave it at that. Okay, I, I, I disagree with you, uh, and I witnessed it, and I was not uncomfortable. I thought, it was funny. yeah, because it wasn't your because gr- because it, it wasn't your grandma. My, it would have to have not been my grandfather. That's the you know. Yeah, but my point is, you weren't related to these people. That I, if I think if you were related to them, your skin would have fallen off. I'm telling you, that's how cringy it is. Okay, all right. Well, I'll keep. That I mean, listen, I, I actually, I actually think it's more cringeworthy those conversations than toasting a bagel is to you. I really believe that. Okay, I'm not going to get animated by it, but it's cringeworthy. I'm just saying. All right. Well, some of us won't toast bagels. Some of us won't toast our grandparents. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. I know. That's true. <laughs> okay. You're always trying to come up with a new toast. You should... <laughs> That one doesn't work. Go no, back to one, the drawing board. That one's over. That, that, that one sucked. The charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That's Ed. See you in a couple of weeks.